Hello, everybody, and welcome to this special edition of the Horse, of course, podcast brought to you in association with Societe Generale and Valley Rugby Club. That's a special edition because we have two special guests. You see them on their screen there. We're going to have a wide ranging chat this afternoon about what's been happening in the offseason and what's coming up. We're just about a month away from kicking off our winter seasons, but there's a lot happening behind the scenes. So it's a good chance to catch up with our chairman, Mr. Trey Diva. G'day, Trey. Are we all? Nice. And our director of charity, Patty Shepard. Hi, Patty. Hi, Grant. How's it going? Yeah, good. Right. Um, we had an annual general meeting, didn't we, on 27th of May. Seems a long time ago now, two and a half months. And you were both elected in as officials of the board of Valley Rugby Football Club. And it was a big night. It was a nice supper at Mr. Wolf. It was a good time just to get back together after many months apart and um, see some old faces um, and sort of acknowledge and celebrate the, the tenure of uh, our chairman, Brett Stewart, after five years, uh, vice chairman, Terence Montgomery, and a variety of other section conveners. But in come Trey Diva and Tanya Young as chair and vice chair, and Patrick as the director of charity, also coming in a director of diversity and inclusion, uh, Miss Grace Gattis. We have a new director of hockey, Luke Gross. We have a new convener of women's rugby, KK Chu, and we Choi. Sorry, and we have a new director of community rugby, um, Dylan Navra. And uh, we formalise the role again of business and development, uh, Toby Finn. If I'm correct, and I think that was it for now. Um, and Trey stepping out of uh, the role of kit and social income, Claire Wilkins to take over kit and uh, Tara O'Leary is taking on the social committee on her own this season. So let's go back. Um, first, let's have a little uh, intro. Some, some of the viewers might not be familiar with you chaps. So Trey, let's start with you. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, how long in Hong Kong, and, and what sports do you play at the Valley? Um, so, been in Hong Kong going on six plus years, get PR next summer. Um, been at the Valley for, I think, officially four, um, but really five and a half, being a spare player for the Griffs and the Gauchos back in the day. All right, Patty, uh, we've known each other a lot longer. I think you said yesterday it was 2005, um, but you're a long-termer here in Hong Kong. What, what's your background, mate? Where did you grow up and how long you've been here and what's your sporting background? Um, I was born in Hong Kong and my first encounter with Valley was I went to see the Hong Kong Sevens and I realised because in the magazine, the kind of... Uh, which goes with the event that it said which clubs each of the players in the sevens team um, came from. And at that point with people like Stuart Crone, Roddy Mack and, and, and plus and plus and plus, and it was just like Valley, 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 Valley. And so I've got to hear a bit more about these guys, see a bit more of these guys. And so I went down and watched a game in the nineties, the um, met a, 
different shape Dino, who's <laughs> Hong Kong prop at the time. Um, and shortly after that, I went back to the UK for about uh, 12 years and um, came back in 2005. First thing I did was get myself a nice flat and one chai um, for reasons and uh, headed down to, I could actually see Valley from my window and I, I, I saw, saw you guys training one night. I thought I might do that once. So I uh, headed down. Um, after calling Valley and I said, you've got to go and meet this guy called Boozer. And I thought, wow, that's a great name. <laughs> Went over, super happy, put my hand out to, to shake your hand. And you said, uh, that, that's later. Just go on over there, put your gum pad on. <laughs> Don't worry about shaking the hand. <laughs> You're here to work. I was ahead of my time with COVID, you know, and SARS. <laughs> <laughs> um, and being with... With Valley since then, um, I've played uh, for Mustangs. I've played for the Griffins predominantly, um, a couple of games for Broncos, uh, a few uh, Magi's games. Um, I came back to Hong Kong thinking, ah, at that time I'm in pretty good shape. I might, I might go and see what it's like in the nights. I lasted half a training session after getting my face smashed. I think I'll just keep it social. Um, and yeah, here we are. This is my uh, second time on the board. Uh, I, I came in under um, John Hamilton and um, served as a vice chairman with him as well. And uh, so I've been away from the board for about six, six years and you guys load me back. So that's, that's my Hong Kong and Valley story. There's a couple of hot topics that we specifically should should tackle straight up, and they centre around our uh, our ambitions to have a charity, and we've we've got that moving finally after many years. I mean, Valley has been a club that's you know always been fairly active in the community, raised millions of dollars to build schools in China through the the Valley Long Lunch at the Sevens and the Valley Tents. Um, but there was a, a sort of movement recently to, you know, led by Brett in the sort of last 12 months, we started building a bit of momentum around um, getting our own charity. And so we've done that. We've, we've, we've well, we started that process with Mayor Brown, our, our sponsor, uh, helping us with the pro bono work to establish what will be called the, the, the Valley Foundation, which is known as a Section 88 charity. Uh, which is um, a very challenging process, which Patty can tell us a bit more about. Uh, and what we're planning to do with the charity is a lot of very short-term, near-term stuff, and then there's some big goals as well. So I guess, Trey, first of all, um, what can you sort of add to that really around our desire, the club's desire to sort of um, achieve a charity status um, organisation that will complement the, the club itself and, and what we try to be in the community? Well, I mean, I think it started years ago and it's been many members. Brett was able to go through and really harness all of that and, and get it coalesced into an action um, and getting the paperwork finished. We're very thankful and lucky to have Mayor Brown as a sponsor and be able to go through and deal with all of the paperwork and speak with the government and get everything sorted there. But <clears throat> I think it's, it's something again, that we've had a lot of people over the years discuss, try and put together, start formulating ideas, 
the first thing any organization has to do is figure out what do we want to do? What are we going to be good at? And how are we going to service the community? And I think over the last couple of years, we found out that our strong points is manpower and the ability to volunteer. It's not always about donating massive amount of money. A lot of it is about service. It's all service oriented. So the concept that we came up with was being able to service the youth and kids and the local community through sport. I mean, it comes naturally with us being a sporting club. And we have a lot of coaches, teachers. We have a lot of background within the club that we're able to go out and give our services to the community. So it really, I think, became pretty easy and pretty apparent once we figured that out and the direction that we wanted to go. So first couple of concepts are going through and, and taking care of these individuals and these kids in the community that just don't have any opportunity to play sport, whether the school they go to, they don't offer it. There's not enough money. There's not enough time. So we are going to go through and start installing a couple of different programs. And Valley itself has already started one as we're waiting for the charity to go through and get itself sorted. Um, called Valley Bright Girls. And the concept of this is to bring in teenage girls of a particular age and provide them with, for the first program, rugby. Provide them with an opportunity to just learn the sport, come out, have a bit of fun, have a runaround, and see what they'd like to do with that. If they want to continue on to play rugby, then there'll be you know spots available and the option will be there for them to join either Valley Fort, our youth club, or the senior club, depending on their age. But it's it's something that we're very excited about. And it's something that, again, because of our background, uh, because we have all of these different skill sets throughout different layers of the club and the different sections, we're gonna be able to offer something that they just would not have an opportunity to do. So we're, we're raring and ready to go. It's just making sure that everything is in place for us to do it properly. Yeah, and it's, and it's interesting, good there that you mentioned the Valley Bright Girls and it's definitely something under, underway already. So um, Patty, just, just so that people know, you're, you're, you're a director on the Valley Board, director of charity, and you are, let's call you, chair elect let's say for the eventual um valley foundation which could be completed anywhere in the next one to 12 months uh, it's it's unclear what will happen at that point we we set up the foundation there there, there will be a board have you have you established that board and, and what work have you done already with that group that are the quasi board of the valley foundation Right. Well, um, I've been overwhelmed by the, the amount of people that have come forward to say that they have something they can contribute and that they would like to. Um, so fairly quickly, we had established a board uh, with a number of um, former chairmen of, of Valley um, and the current chairman in Trey um, and Brett's on board. And we have um, Kim Borum as well 
who has uh, obviously a legal background. Um, we've got two members of the board who have a background in charities. Um, Chris Geary has his own foundation. Um, Carla has done, uh, uh, Carla Fung has done a great deal of work with charities in Hong Kong as well. Um, and um, I have to mention Mayor Brown again, because of course, for a lot of us, this is, is fairly new and there's a lot of red tape to get through. So without their help, um, we would be probably um, a long way off being able to get there, but they're pushing us forward. Um, so it's it's great to see that we have a strong team and a strong backing. And before I even arrived, uh, there was a great deal of work that had been done by yourself and um, Brett and Trey to form what it was that the charity is going to do and how it's going to get there. From where we go now, I think it was amazing to see the Bright Girls event um, up close and see the girls getting their valley kit on and the way that they really um, started to bond and support each other. And it was that moment, I think, that wow, we're really onto something here and that we've got Got something that Hong Kong needs and something we can deliver. Yes, it's it's early days, but I envisage that within the next year we may be running several courses, and I think we can expand into different areas to and work with. Yeah, I should say as well, we're working with other foundations and NGOs that have a lot of experience here in Hong Kong, and we're we're not ashamed to pick up the phone and ask for a bit of advice and support. And one of the things we're going to be doing, which I guess we'll be talking about the Everest event soon, um, Grant, but we'll also be uh, giving some of our, our, our um, money raised to three different charities. Um, and I think that's the way that we're going to have to work here. We're going to have to work with everybody and make certain that um, if we can great the different needs and there isn't an overlap of, of work that in a year's time what you guys have started is going to really be paying off yeah it's a good summary and um yeah it is exciting and the the valley bright girls that you talked about you you both came along on monday to our second session uh, that was led by Justine Lavia and her coaching crew up at Kings Park. So we had about 30, 30 odd girls there, mainly coming out of two NGOs, one of those being um, the Integrated Brilliant Education Trust, which is run by our friend Manoj Da. And the other one is the Run Agency, which is uh, an agency that uses sport as well to give refugees uh, a sense of normalcy and um, equality in Hong Kong. So those have been going really well. Justine is a great mentor for these young girls. Um, you know, she's an ex-Black Fern. She's a Rugby World Cup winner. She's been and played at two Rugby World Cups. Very humble um, and just a, a really confident um, caring person so that's going great and, and that will continue through August um, and yeah thanks also to the rugby union for helping facilitate facilities up there and all the coaches that are coming on Monday afternoons um, it gets a bit tougher after August kids go back to school and that's when you know school pressures come back on and homework and things like that but the the goal is to sort of transition 
some of those girls into Valley as regular members uh, and turning up and ideally playing rugby for our under 14s, maybe our under 16s. So that really is exciting. And the other aspect of um, the Valley Bright Girls is a mentoring program. So we're starting now to prepare materials to buddy up these girls, these teenage girls with um, our senior players from the rugby women's premiership and red ladies teams provide these uh, players with training and support so they can be good buddies, be good mentors. Um, and then you stay in touch with some of these girls. It might be the season, it might be for life. You know, it's, um, they're just a voice, they're an ear, they're, they can listen, they can just, you know, um, touch base, see how they're going with training. So that's also great personal development for our young members, and that will be rolled out into hockey uh, and netball as well. So there's two, two big events on the calendar for us coming up. And in some way, they're both related back to the charity. Um, so Everest, uh, let's talk a little bit about Everest because that's the closest. It's just seven days today, next Friday. We will be taking on the Valley 24X Everest Challenge. So we're going to try and climb Everest 24 times over a 24-hour period. Um, and we're going to try and raise uh, $500,000 for as you said, uh, Harmony House, Kelly Support and the Society for Community Organization, and as well as 70% uh, towards our foundation as well. So Trey, why don't you talk us a bit through that event? You were there last year, you were integral in, in, in the inaugural event, what it, what it involves, what we're going to be doing over 24 hours and, and how people can get involved either by turning up to run or donating money. Well, I think first and foremost, it involves a little pain and suffering because <clears throat> those steps and the Hong Kong summer heat is no joke. Um, what we did last year is I believe we did a 12-hour up and down. Every team that comes in is, is asked to do one hour. You can do more if you want, um, <clears throat> but essentially – uh, you know, we're just going through and trying to raise awareness for a couple of these charities. Uh, last year, we partnered with Feeding Hong Kong and Harmony House and wanted to be able to go through, raise awareness for them. Uh, we've partnered with both of them in a couple of activities and, and a couple of events with food drives and wanted to be able to raise some money for them. Um, with us as Valley, coming on and bringing on our charity and looking like we can at least see the finish line at some point soon. Uh, we wanted to transition this event into one of the main fundraisers in the future for that charity. But as Patty said, we still need partners in the community. We want partners in the community. So we're going to be able to go through and also identify a couple of charities each year, bring them in, be able to raise some money for them. Again, be able to, to get a little bit of news for them and, and just have people become aware and understand what they do and how they help out. So back to the pain and suffering, we've got a set of steps and mid-levels um, thankfully, we have partnered with ULA. They've been pretty great. They've been very gracious about going through and letting us use them as home base. And so <clears throat> we have last year was for only Valley and sponsors. This year we've opened it up to everyone. So people come in, submit a team. 
And you basically just run up and down these steps for an hour. And, and we have a system where we go through and count everybody's steps. And as Grant said, the objective this year is to climb Everest 24 times. Grant, how many times did we climb it last year? Do you remember? Yeah, yeah. Last year was about nine Everests. Okay. So in 12 hours, we did nine. So we may be biting off a bit more than we can chew with 24 uh, climbs in 24 hours. However, we've got the participation numbers there. I think we're going to be able to do it. Um, but it also it affords us to be able to bring in a few more people because we're doing it for the 24. We've got a couple of groups that are going to be going all night. I'm pretty sure we've got a team for every hour through those 24 at a minimum. Um, and it's, it's a way for us to go through and, and bring together all the different sections of the club and also partner with our youth and many Valley Ford club and be able to go through and do a lot of things with that. But it's, it's a great event for social. It's a great event to introduce people to the Valley club and in the future also to our foundation. And it's just a great way to suffer through the Hong Kong summer heat and, uh, and enjoy each other's company and, and see what we can do. Yeah. Well, I mean, we use that word suffer a lot um, because we thought would, would people come back a second year because it was just so grueling last year, one hour in that heat is, uh, is incredibly difficult. I think the record was 30, 34, 36 times up and down, but the average person did about 19 um, and I think I did 15. I was struggling. Mind you, I'd been standing up all day and having the odd beverage uh, down. At How the... many did your kids do? My kids did about 18, 19. <laughs> so did my wife carrying a baby on her front. Um, so that's humiliating. But, you know, in the spirit of everything. But we sort of talked about using that word and that sort of concept of suffering um, to, to sort of consider the, the, the people and the groups we're trying to help and raise money with. There's a fair share of suffering going on in their lives, you know, every day. And so if we can't walk up some steps in the heat for an hour, um, that's, you know, seems pretty weak, really. But yeah, we'll be going all night. Um, it's, it's a colossal challenge. We thought we'd just make it so big that it almost sounded unbelievable. And so it's 24 hours uh, we kick off at 6 p.m. on Friday night. We have three teams going up in those first three hours. So there's nine teams going up. They just go for it. And then it starts to thin out. Valley Fort have taken one hour right from 6 p.m. up to midnight with the under-19 boys taking that final hour. And then T.Y., our vice chair, and her bunch of crazies from uh, Pinnacle Fitness will be going from midnight to midday and they'll be joined at 4 a.m. by some other pinnacle teams and then at 6 a.m. the Valley Men's Premiership teams, two of them come in and from there we roll through the day right up to 5 p.m. where Paddy and his merry band of followers from the foundation will be tackling the last hour. You must be looking forward to that, Patrick. Well, we, we took the glory hour, uh, didn't we? So we can uh, hop across the line and go, we've been here for 24 hours finally did it but I mean of course this is difficult we, we're asking for people to put their money forward and so we couldn't you know go we're all going to a cumulative spa day would you please put some money in we've got a good idea <laughs> how many foot scrubs can we endure <laughs> <laughs> oh I mean that's that's my segue to say that, that that we need as many people as we can 
to be going up the steps because there's a, a pledge form out there. I'm sure, Grant, you can uh, kind of a, plugging that through our, our various wires. But um, each team, you can actually put their name on, on the pledge form. So we'll see kind of who's, who's uh, bringing in the, uh, the funds for the event. Um, and so I'm asking everyone to uh, get a pledge form in for yourself, uh, put it amongst your family, colleagues, anybody, get the message out there. Um, that we're doing this thing, which is is, is going to be hard. And um, yeah, I mean, Grant, you put the video out of you doing the one steps, uh, and and uh, my daughter's been saying, you know, this is great. What what you're doing? You've got a charity. How how can I how can I help? And I I showed her that video, and she's like, anything else? The other way I can help? Yeah. Nope. <laughs> It's, it's only 120 steps, and you've got the, yeah. the Hillary step right at the end. The last two sets of stairs there, there are, I think there's 12 sets of 20, and that last two sets are unusually um, vertical. It's like a 45-degree angle. They're, they're a killer. But, yeah, so we, we've got about 500 people signed up through close to 40 teams. We're still expecting a few more. There's a couple of sponsors in there. We've got Harmony House coming in um, with a team, and I think Kelly as well, and probably Soko. So the three charities we're supporting will have teams in there. Um, and, and anyone can come down. If you're not in a team, it doesn't matter. Just turn up anytime and just attack the hill, you know, grab a piece of Lego and run up. We count anything. It doesn't matter that you're not in a team. Uh, and we've got some great specials at Ula on, on, on food and drinks, some special prices for us. And we've got the tourist book there all day. So bring a We have a few people last year, Grant, that just kind of turned up and said, what's going on? And then started climbing for us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there were some random members of the public just passing by. And, and even the police took a, a, a polite interest in our, our campaign um, because we were just coming out of a little mini lockdown at that point. So... Uh, from COVID, so uh, attention levels were high, but even the police seemed to sort of appreciate what we were up to. Um, and, and a shame they didn't join in uh, for a couple of laps. Um, I, I've always wondered about the fitness of, of, of the police, you know, globally, not just in Hong Kong. Um, yep, so below, uh, below this video in the link, I'll put links to the pledge form and the charity form, and you can get involved on that level. Come along and support, come along and participate. You know, the more the merrier. We could have a thousand people there for your day to remember. Um, then the next one is uh, on the 4th of September. We have the second edition of our SG Fast Femme and Furious, which is uh, an all-female event, uh, rugby hockey netball that we are hosting at Kings Park um, from early in the morning to late at night. Uh, it's a celebration of, of, you know, girls and women's sport. Uh, there'll be showcase games of, of, of rugby from under 10 girls upwards, also hockey and netball. Um, and it's a great chance for all these teams to get some sport going um, before the season starts. They are you know, a few weeks away from competitive games. So they get to play short, abbreviated versions of their games, slightly modified rules, so they can play multiple games of short against multiple different teams. And we will have food and beverage up there. There'll be music, there'll be good times. 
Um, and we're trying to build this into Hong Kong's premier um, all-girls, all-women's uh, sporting events. Hopefully next year we can invite some overseas um, tourists. Uh, specifically, we'd love uh, Indian women's national rugby team to come. They are sponsored by Societe Generale. That would be fantastic. Uh, there's lots of, lots of ideas, but um, a, a key feature of the day, aside from all that, is that there's, there's a connection back to the foundation uh, from 11 until 1 p.m. We'll be doing coaching clinics uh, for the Valley Bright girls and they'll be participating in hockey, rugby and netball clinics. They'll get rotated around each of the stations on the three pitches and they will, you know, get some high quality exposure and some fun, safe exposure to these games. Um, before we provide them lunch up at the clubhouse at Kings Park, and then um, they can stay and watch some of our girls' teams and also meet our premiership players of, of netball, hockey, and rugby. So it's another great outing. It's another chance to sort of uh, reinforce what we're doing with the foundation. Um, and there'll be sponsors there. There'll be reps from our NGOs. So once again, we invite you all to come along to that as well on the 4th of September. Um, any words about that, Trey, on, on top? Uh, no, I mean, it's as it was last year. We're just continuing on and trying to build on the success that we saw. Uh, it was, again, just after Everest last year as well. And as you said, we had just come out of a fairly heavy lockdown. So we were – it was something that we were able to do at fairly short notice – um, and because of the, there were certain restrictions still in place, we were only really able to do a little bit of rugby and the premiership hockey. Um, we were unsuccess we just weren't able to do other stuff, but everybody really enjoyed it. And we saw a lot of opportunity with us being able to expand and just increase exposure for those three sports in Hong Kong. So this year we're able to begin to fulfill kind of the vision that we've had and be able to to go through now and include the charity which is I don't think something that we had in mind last year but it's something that we started to really brainstorm on and find out a way to include those girls in and everything so it's it's going to be fantastic it's something that we've been able to push the last couple of years with a lot of our women's teams within the club uh, we feel like we've been fairly successful. We have absolutely fantastic leadership through all three sections with our women's sports. And this is a way for us to showcase that and to be able to try and, and share that success and progress with other clubs within Hong Kong and, and kind of provide uh, an idea for them to, to go on and stuff. So it's, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be fun. Yeah, well, and Patty, you've, you've seen the response from some of the, the charities, NGOs that were sort of recruiting from for participants to, to join the, the rugby clinics and also now this, the clinics at the SG Fast Femme and Furious. And, and they're excited, aren't they? They're, they're sort of very appreciative and can't wait to get involved either. Yeah, I mean, you, you get responses right away saying, that's great, we're gonna, we've, we've got interest. In fact, uh, if we have a problem, it's probably on the capacity end. Um, and that's something we're going to obviously be working on. But um, I'm really excited. I'm looking also uh, looking forward to see how the, the bright girls uh, get on uh, with a much bigger kind of valley family around them. So um, I, I'm really looking forward to it, actually, to bring the family. 
You're, you're on mute there, Grant. Yeah, me too. I, I, I'll be there with my family and I can't wait to sort of see how these girls become integrated into the club, you know, and just having meetings with each of the sections about their ideas to, to sort of integrate these young girls, not only into the junior section, but into our senior section. You know, I talked to Bella and TY and Justine about, you know, having the girls come and support when the Valley Black ladies and Red ladies are playing, give them meaningful tasks to, to help out like, you know, laying the kit out um, and, and getting the water ready or running water on or, or doing something to, to, to feel like they're part of the, the campaign sort of thing and not just coming along to, to be spectators like everybody else. Um, and yeah, I mean, if these girls go on to, you know, represent our adult sections, that would be amazing, you know, at any level. And just imagine the pride we'll have in, in, in you know, that, that sort of happening. And, you know, let's say someone goes on and represents Hong Kong in a sport that they adopted through our program. And it would just be sensational, uh, something we could all be proud of. But um, we're, we're taking baby steps. So, um, you know, I think everything's heading in the right direction. Uh, there's a lot of work to be done. And once the foundation is set up, and then we'll be looking for ways to fund all of this through our, our, our kind donors and, and events like Everest. So I think that's probably all we've got time for today. We could we could jabber on for a lot longer on, on many other subjects, um, including these. So I want to thank you both for making time today. Um, Patrick, Trey, thanks very much. Thanks, Grant. Thanks for having us.